See Beneath Your Beautiful podcast is raw and intimate, sometimes funny, and always entertaining. With new episodes every Saturday, Hara explores our loves, fears, and hopes with a delicious combination of depth and lightness. Today, we interview Yendra. Yendra, will you please introduce yourself? My name is Yendra. I'm a naturopathic doctor. I've been in practice for 20 years, and I like to help parents raise intuitive kids. In groups that I lead, intuitive parenting, I believe that our very first language is our intuition, because that is how we sense the energy around us. And I would really love that parents understand this is what they're really communicating or how their child's communicating with them before language, like the spoken version. Mm -hmm. And to keep this intact with the child, because it's meant to be part of us always. And sometimes we are taught certain things that create a separation to owning this part of ourselves. We end up being the products of how we raise. The fun part of it is that as the parent is developing themselves, as they are growing, they're being good role models to help the child develop. In fact, the child can often be the teacher for the parent because the child is unhindered with these natural connections they have to themselves and nature because they are nature we are nature and we have been given wrong information that make us disconnect and not know that truth oh that's beautiful yeah why is this your passion project i am the motherless child and the fatherless child at least for the very early stages so i lost my mother when i was one and a half and my father wasn't there he was in another country and I didn't meet him until I was almost four. Oh, wow. I was raised primarily by my grandparents. And so I did not feel a lot of guidance. You know, whether this would be someone's story or not, it doesn't always mean you won't get guidance, but just that happened to be my experience of not having guidance. So it doesn't mean that if you have a father and mother, they would have guided you better, you know, not to say that, but The point is, I had to trust a lot within my own self, what it felt was the proper way. And I felt in my journey, I feel very confident that that is actually innate in us. There's something innately in us to know how it feels when it's the right way, which is beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. I agree. And I want, I guess, to relax some of the stress parents might feel to trust this in their child. Mm. And it makes your role and job as a parent so much easier and fun and less stressful because you try too hard and you're trying too hard in making your child be something you think is good for them, where it removes them being connected to themselves to actually fulfill why they're here and what they're to do. Mm -hmm. If we were given that from early on, we'll never play that game or make other people be something else or not. Right. And we would end that cycle. We have to stop playing that game. Yeah. Are you saying that every kid has a purpose? Every person has a purpose? I believe that. I believe that because there's something we naturally feel drawn to. Mm Mm-hmm. When I was seven or eight, I remember seeing this movie about a plane crash in a jungle. And there was this lone survivor and he was healed back, a nurse back to health. There's a medicine woman who used the plants from the jungle to nurse him back to health. And a little piece about 
why that was so meaningful to me is that I would say I experienced a lot of neglect as a child, not necessarily with great purpose and tension about it, just because of lack of understanding and ignorance and just busyness of life and surviving, you know, mm-hmm. from the adult world. So I was left often on my own a lot. And one of the things I was occupied with was just being out in nature. So in some ways, like nature was my first friend. And I marvel at the plants because it was like, those are my playmates. That led me to like make play, make believe and um, play with my cousin, you know, at that age, you know, just creating medicines with plants. We just, you know, we made up stuff. And that's so fun about children. You know, they naturally have the creative imagination to go make that thing they're thinking about. And it's so freeing. And if adults never, chastise them or say something negative about it they will just keep that as part of who they are because there's nothing wrong about it right right so nature have always been something i connected with and you know that's really why i'm a naturopath because i believe in the healing power of nature there is something in us that we're naturally attracted to and no one knows that except for you right so when someone else feel like they have authority to tell you that you need to be this you know, like there might be some child that wants to be a dancer, you know, and then the parents said, well, you can't make money doing that because all, you know, be an accountant, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and that's so painful, so painful because you're forcing them to fit into a box that isn't who they are. And people feel it. You see people forcing themselves to be something they don't feel natural about. Yeah. But you also have to take care of your child and have authority in that way. Be responsible but also let them be free and express themselves. Is that what you're saying? Yes. yes. Not to give up your authority in terms of taking care of, but to not have any of your own expectations onto the child. Is that what you're saying? Well, there's many levels. So that's why I have these sessions with parents. I'm in starting my third group and I introduce how to do this practice and there are free sessions to do the first part of it. And the first lesson is just connection. Mm -hmm. What makes us feel we are unified and collectively one is when we feel connected. And that's at the level of spirit, we experience each other's energy. And that connection is done when we give our 100% attention to someone, when we look at someone in their eyes, Mm -hmm. you know, just to really see them. And when you feel seen, you relax and feel safe. So that connection is very powerful. And often as parents, we may not know that we're not nurturing that connection. Yeah. And so that's the very beginning lesson for it. A lot of the work is very experiential and then very practical. And, you know, the parents get an opportunity to be supported and community to share. And then we actually see the powerfulness of how everyone's story um, helps us learn together. The second lesson is actually about that authority piece, because how do you be equal as spirit with the child, even though there is difference in power and control and authority and size and all those things, but it's about the parents granting the autonomy of the child and to respect that. I used to tell my kids this, my job is just to keep you safe. Like, I don't ever want to say no to something you want to do unless it'll be harmful. Yes. Also, I learned 
early on that natural consequences, like if they didn't want to wear their coat and it's winter, okay, I'm not going to fight with you. You'll either be cold and you'll wear your coat next time or you'll suffer through it because is that what you're sort of what you're saying? Yeah, actually, we are come right now, all three lessons. And the third one is about being a good scientist, which is about recognizing natural consequences. Oh, okay. Because you do want the child to learn these things for themselves. So you're not always the one rescuing them and then being upset that they're not able to make the good decision for the next time, allowing you to see how you might be playing a part in getting the outcome of your experience with your child, you know, that you are maybe conditioning them in the way that you don't enjoy that relationship. And that's powerful. Looking at natural consequences and learning to be a good scientist is really about building your awareness. The awareness is what differentiates how good our decision-making is, how beneficial your decision-making process is to you in the direction you go in life. The continued work is really being willing to heal your intergenerational trauma. Because that's really how come you feel blocked and stuck the way you parent. Part of the principle in my work as a naturopath, besides that the healing power of nature, is to find the root cause. Because if you don't actually look for the root cause, you're just doing surface superficial band-aids, right? Mm -hmm. Which means you actually never get to the problem of why you have this condition. So find the root cause. For me, in my work, has led me to working with my patients in healing their childhood wounds and trauma. Because often the way we do life ends up being how we constructed our childhood memories or the experience we had in childhood. When you become a parent, you begin to see more visibly how you were raised, what your upbringing were like. So I find that becoming a parent naturally invites you to do spiritual work. Mm -hmm. That's how I see it. These things have been passed down through the timeline of history. Each generation is using whatever in their best ability they know how to bring up children. The way we can actually create the future is to clean up how we've been held back by the past. This comedian building is also inviting parents to create a family legacy. Mm. in terms of wealth and knowledge that is carried on in your family because that's what's possible through the fact you have the privilege of a lifetime so it's really seeing yourself in one point in time in a continuous timeline of your own ancestry and and descendants yeah it makes me think about i lost my mother when i was 18 and she was a single mom with six children and so she wasn't really present even when she was there And I was angry with her for a lot of years. And then as I got older and I was parenting, I kept becoming and I'm still becoming more and more and more forgiving because my mother's mother was hospitalized with postpartum depression after the birth of my mother's youngest sister. And so she lost her mother at a young age and she died also very young. Her mother did. And my mother married at 15. What I realized was, is that she wasn't parented and didn't know how to do it. She didn't have any tools in her toolbox, which taught me nothing about how to parent. But it also made me kinder towards her when I thought about her as a 15-year-old getting married. Instead of just the mother I insisted she be, the woman that she actually was. Because I have definitely failed 
as a single mom of two daughters. My kids are grown, but there's still legacy to leave. And I still want to be the best mom I can be. I feel that you never stop being a parent. Yeah. And you can always improve the relationship. You know, I guess my deepest dream is just have parents recognize they can create the best love affair with their child because that is your child's first love affair with you. And that creates the blueprint in which they will create future relationships, especially the one with their partners. Mm. I'm not here to prescribe, but to just demonstrate. And then you figure it out through your own, because you have to sort it out through what your history is, how come you have your obstacles Mm -hmm. and how will you let your heart be unconditionally loving to find that way? And it's to give the power back to parents that you are the expert. If you have love in your heart for your child and you want the best, you will find that way. You are the guide to your child who's the hero. They are on their hero's journey and you are the guide. Mm-hmm. You know, and how do you pass on those skills? How do you help them encourage to do the hard things to develop into the person to fulfill their dream. What I appreciate that you're doing is that it's intentional. I've been um, a tumbleweed. And so I appreciate that you're so intentional about parenting and the outcomes. I'm so happy I have children. I have a purpose in life because I have children, which isn't for everybody, but I'm so, so thrilled that I can parent. I feel very blessed for being a parent as well. I do not know certain lessons would I have learned them the way I've learned them without being a parent. Mm -hmm. I guess gratitude for the challenges that are presented. This is, you know, the same model with the hero's journey that you find your way to overcome your challenges and battle the dragons so that you get at the beauty of what's there in your relationship with someone else. You know, if we accept this responsibility and don't run away from it, we make an improvement in ourselves and someone else. Mm -hmm. And without this kind of dynamics, I don't know if we can get at those core lessons. I do not know because it makes you have to not have excuses. Think about, you know, when you are a new parent, you're newborn, you know, you wake up, you take care of the baby, you know, and where any other thing in life, you always make some excuse. Yes. By doing so, as a parent, you're becoming some kind of hero. Yeah. And you are evolving. So your child is gifting you this opportunity to grow. So emotional. Yeah, that's lovely. Because it was hair on fire, you know, a single mom with two girls at two and six. You just do the best you can. It's not really with intention. I'm not thinking of the future. I'm thinking of how do I pay the mortgage and feed the kids? And so, well, there's another piece to my vision, actually. Okay. <laughs> Cause I'm a single mom as well. And I have two kids mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I separated with their father when my second, the year that he was born, you know, he was only four and a half months. Mm-hmm. So there's a second piece to the comedian building, which is involving the legacy. I want families to have the freedom of time. I find that we've been trained to sell our time for money. Yes. And in some ways, we have to make a choice between our child or the money. You know, and it's really hard. It's a terrible place to put parents in choosing. You have to sacrifice one for the other. I 100% agree. I mean, my kids would let themselves in after school. I was a single mom working. 
So you're right. I did sacrifice that. But what's the alternative? People will be invited in a way to create certain structures, set themselves up to have the money. And this is probably more complex than maybe not the platform to explain that. It is very intentional in terms of understanding the impact of where you are now and where you can go. If you actually have someone show you a plan how to get to where you really want more easily than, like you said, a tumbleweed, where you just sort of like blow around and see what happens and hope for the best. That is right. And, you know, a lot of people that aren't me are much more intentional and start younger and are thoughtful. So I love what you're doing. And it's just the way I did it. And I totally see that there can be a different way. Yeah, but I don't think you are uncommon and most people do it that way. Mm -hmm. I think most people do do that way because you just don't have guidance. You don't have role models. I get how you're feeling. It's like, I just have to figure it out as I go. Yeah, I definitely felt that way. Yeah. Just hope for the best. And you also know you're messing up and you worry about how is that going to impact things in the future? And I get it. I get how hard and stressful it is and how can we make it easier? And I guess my desire just to make it easier. I mean, I'm getting teared up because, you know, the feeling of you're alone and you got to do yourself is so hard, right? Mm -hmm. And I just want that to be not true for other people. I mean, including the child. Mm -hmm. When you are just neglected, you just find that to be normal. And then you are okay to be alone. You see, this is the piece I want people to get. Every one of us is an experiment. Every child is an experiment. Because there'll be no one except for that person's version of reality. If you think about, you know, our devices or phones or computers or laptop, you put stuff on it that's uniquely how you want to use that tool. In some way, besides that, what genetics and, and characteristics your child have that's passed down, that's like their deck of cards, nothing to do with you. But everything they're experiencing after they're born into this world is like this fertile soil of things just being absorbed and planted in there. And that's their version of reality. Right. If we know this, why don't we actually be intentional about what we program in the child and not to ruin what they came with already, which is functioning quite well if we didn't interfere with it. You know, they're programmed to fulfill their life purpose. That's so beautiful. My daughter just graduated college, summa cum laude, you know, she's doing fine. But I can see myself as she is a little girl, me not paying attention. She's talking to me and I'm not listening. What can I do now as a woman who now doesn't have little kids to take care of that I can be the parent I want to be even now that she's out of the house? There's always opportunities to heal. And that never finishes, never ends. Give your full presence to her. Yeah. And then maybe share your feelings of, you know, I wish I was more present. I was so busy being a single mom trying to provide. The best time to start is just now. Yeah. Well, that was a deeper, deeper conversation than I thought. I know that I very much enjoy everything you share, but I didn't realize how I would feel about my parenting talking to you. It's a hard subject. Because I don't know if any of us feel like what is perfect and who does it perfectly. And, you know, especially as single moms, it's really extra difficult. I think it's good that we have this conversation. 
right? Mm, yeah. Because it's the results of it is before us all the time. And if we are not aware and start here now in how to make a relationship better, then we just continue on what we don't want. And if we do feel the stuff in the past, we would love to have a redo, then you can start in whatever you think had created, had that created and start from now, what you rather be make up for stuff. It's never too late to want to do better. It's never too late to recognize your errors and faults and see a way to take responsibility and ownership for it. It always makes an improvement. It always makes something better from, from wanting to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is the name of your Facebook group? And then also the name of your program? How do people find you? Yeah. Thanks for that. I do have a Facebook group called inner guidance. And I guess in some way that embody the things I feel our intuition is serving to guide us because I think that's the voice of spirit in us. So that space is just to help people be connected with what is the message and how to see things in life so that you're centered that way, mm -hmm. right? It's to connect with your intuition and your spirit and to sort of strengthen that in you. And my program is just called Intuitive Parenting, the art of raising intuitive children. I'm so happy you're living your dream. That's so exciting. Yeah, thank you so much for letting me share this. I really appreciate it. And I, I, I love your calm energy and space to let others share themselves. It's really nice. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. I always enjoy your posts and your thoughtfulness. And I'm so glad we connected and glad that I probably stalked you on Facebook and friended you. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I do. Oh, thank you. I love that. I love that. But that's your intuitive senses, right? Mm -hmm. I'm really looking forward to looking into what you have to offer. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. Me too. Thank you.